Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slide. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. Hey, Whitey, where's your hat? Come on, bark like a dog for me. Bark like a dog. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Golf Worldwide Podcast, where we cover everything both PGA and European Tour Fantasy Golf. This is episode 82, and today I will be reviewing the 2019 Hanma Hong Kong Open, previewing the 2019 Afrasia Bank Mauritius Open, previewing the 2019 Australian PGA Championship, and previewing the 2019 Hero World Challenge. My name is Keith, and I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, and I have four sections to get through, and it's getting late here on Monday night. So I will be moving fairly quickly. If there is one section that you are interested in more than the others, you can go to the website at fantasygolfworldwide.com and there there are time marks on the podcast stream. You can jump straight to whichever section you want. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at fantasygolfww or you can follow myself at keithyfranchise. And before I jump into the episode, I've got a quick unit update for the 2018-2019 season. After eight events, my unit total is currently at positive 13 units. I whiffed on all of my picks last week at the Hong Kong, but we have three events this week to play and play hard. So I will just start off with my review of the 2019 Hanma Hong Kong Open. I really love this event, and I love this golf course. The weekend got pretty gnarly with the weather. It was rainy and miserable. And Aaron Rye absolutely stole the show. For most of this event, he had at least a three or four shot lead. No one was really challenging him until Matthew Fitzpatrick there at the end. And boy, did Fitzpatrick put on a hell of a show. He just missed by a couple putts late. Otherwise, this could have been a completely different story. But hats off to Aaron Rye, his first European Tour win, and a name that was mentioned on this podcast more than a few times last year mostly by Johnny Golf, but once or twice by Gavin and myself as well. Great for him, a young British pro who really has the complete package and just until now had not been able to put it together. But he showed real poise and real focus, and I was impressed with him, especially coming down the stretch with Fitzpatrick putting on the pressure. I thought Rye just handled it all very, very well. Even if he does wear two golf gloves, um, (laughs) I think it's great. And uh, a fantastic win for Aaron Rye. Looking at the rest of the top 10, 
Matthew Fitzpatrick, like I said, just missed this by a couple of putts. He really should have made that six-footer on 17. That's a putt he makes all the time, and that one just did not happen to go down. And then on 18T, he pulled one right into the trees, fired it back out into the fairway, and got up and down for par, and Rye made a bogey. If Fitzpatrick makes that putt on 17, this could be a totally different story. At T3, we have Victor Perez and Jason Scrivener. Jason Scrivener was going off at 33-1 to last week, and he was a favorite in our private one-and-done league. He was the power play that the winner from the week before took, and therefore no other players could take him, and he had a hell of a week. And Victor Perez, who just graduated from the Challenge Tour, looking very strong. At solo fifth place, we have David Drysdale, the veteran Scotsman, with a very solid week of golf. At T6, Rafa Cabrera-Bello, Shabunker Sharma, and Sergio Garcia. A few powerhouse names there, with Sharma, of course, being the young upstart. And at T9, we have a whole bunch of just wonderful names. Kim Koi Vu, who also just graduated from the Challenge Tour and will be getting mentioned again later on this podcast. And Micah Lauren Shin at T9. My boy hit for me on a top 10 wager. Micah Lauren Shin fired 66, 67, 72, 67. Man, he was not too far away from a top five and really cashing in for me. But it's really great to see the young Michael Lauren Shin continuing to play so well. Also right there with him is Matthias Schwab, who looked really good this week. And may not be a bad pick uh, in Mauritius coming up. Also there we have Jake Higginbottom and Scott Hind rounding out the rest of the top 10. Some really great names there. As for my picks, my favorite this week was Lucas Beauregard, who finished T20. He started out with a rough 73, but rebounded with a 68-68-66. My mid-tier picks, Marcus Kenholt, finished T20. And Sean Crocker missed the cut. But Sean Crocker, after firing an opening round 76, bounced back and shot a second round 66 and just missed the cut by a single stroke. <laughs> Man, that was close. And I was eyeballing him hard late on uh, Friday. And my bomb pick, Paul Peterson, finished, uh, missed the cut by two strokes. T86 on the list, 73-70. Not much to say there, but uh, I still think that was a pretty good pick. All in all, it was a great week. Nasty weather on the weekend, but those guys just played right through it like rock stars, and it made for really entertaining television. That's about all I have for the Hong Kong Open. So I will be moving on to my preview of the 2019 Afrasia Bank Mauritius Open. And we are going to the Four Seasons Golf Club at Anahita, Beauchamp, 
Mauritius. The Four Seasons course this week is an Ernie Ailes design that plays as a 7,400-yard par 72. It's a long, undulating track with big fairways, lots of trees, water, and wind, and some awesome views of the Indian Ocean. The courses at the Afrasia have been alternating from year to year, so if you're going to look at any course history info, be sure to look at the 2017 iteration of this event instead of the 2018 or the 2016, which were held at the Heritage Club. And since there is such little tournament info for this week, I'm going to be taking a lot of gut plays, guys that are hot, guys that are coming off the smaller tours, and guys that I think will be in Mauritius to really play and and compete this week instead of just being there for a nice vacation with their families. And all that's a total guess on my part. I don't know too much of the inner workings of most of these pros. But I will start with my picks. At the top tier, that 30 to 1 odds and higher range. And I'm taking Thomas Aiken at 25 to 1. I like the idea of a veteran South African here this week. And since Thomas Aiken is getting better value than George Ketsia and Richard Stern, he gets the nod. Aiken is a consummate pro and quietly on a bit of a burner. He finished second at the Nordea Masters 14 weeks ago and has three top 20s in his last four starts. Watch out for Thomas Aiken this week. And in the mid-tier, that 30-1 to 1 odds, the 75-1 to 1 odds range, I'm taking John Catlin at 66-1 to 1 and Kim Koi Vu at 66-1. to 1. John Catlin has been tearing it up on the Asian Tour this year. Three wins and two more top fives. Add to that a T22 at the CIMB Classic six weeks ago, and what I see is a pure golf talent ready to break into the big time. He is currently sitting at 6th on the 2018 Asian Tour's Habitat for Humanity, right between Kira Dechaffy Barnrat and Scott Vincent. That is excellent company to be in. I really like John Catlin at 66-1. to Kim Koivu also gets a serious nod for just graduating from the Challenge Tour this past year. The 27-year-old Finnish pro had an outstanding season, finishing 8th in those standings and tacking up 3 wins. He also added a T7 at the Portugal Masters and a T9 last week in Hong Kong. I love Koi Vu at the 66 number, and I'm excited to take it. And in the bomb range, the 75-1 to 1 odds and higher, I'm going to take a chance on Grant Forrest at 80-1. to 1. The 25-year-old Scottish pro is another player carrying some fine form from the Challenge Tour and also has some quality Euro finishes to boot. So don't be surprised to see Grant Forrest near the top 10 come the weekend. There aren't any top 10 values posted for this event yet, so I don't know what I'm going to do there, if anything. That will really depend on what those look like when they're published. And as for a one-and-done pick here, yeah, that's rough. I really don't know. 
I like Thomas Aiken. Justin Harding would be kind of a, a surly, sneaky pick. But Thomas Aiken or Richard Stern or George Katsia, any of those guys would be would be really solid picks. And moving on to the 2019 Australian PGA Championship, going to the Royal Pines Resort in Queensland, Australia. The Royal Pines Resort course is a beast. And this week, it will be playing as a 7,364-yard par 72. The track, which is set along the tropically lush Gold Coast, features some tight fairways, a ton of bunkering, and plenty of trees and water to cause problems. However, it still remains a resort layout. So the pros should be able to score here this week if the wind stays down. The weather looks to be pretty warm in Queensland, with the potential for rain on Friday, and the forecast shows the possibility of a windy weekend, so the action coming down the stretch could be particularly fun this year. The Australian PGA Championship is a favorite among Aussie golfers, and this week's field is an exciting one. For my selection... I was looking at the last five years of course history, specifically Australian pros, and of course, recent form. And to jump right into my picks, in that high odds range, 30 to 1 and better, I really wanted to take Jason Scrivener, even though it will be a surprise if Cameron Smith or Mark Leishman do not win this tournament. But just numbers-wise, I wanted to take Scrivener, but I have to take Lucas Herbert at 20-1. to 1. Lucas Herbert finished T7 here last year alongside Sean Crocker. And he had a really hot stretch in a handful of Euro Tour events dating back to two months ago. He finished T2, T7, T3 at the Portugal Masters, Alfred Dunhill Links, and British Masters, respectively. He has serious length and a youthful swagger. He's currently ranked 83rd in the official world golf rankings. And anyone who listens to this podcast knows that I believe Lucas Herbert is poised to win an event before too long. So I have to take Lucas Herbert at 20 to 1. In the mid odds range, I am taking Cameron Davis at 33 to 1 and Demetrios Papadatos at 33-1 to 1 as well. I've got two mid-range chalk picks here. Cameron Davis is among the young Australian professional golfer elite, having won in Nashville on the Web.com Tour this past year, and finishing T3 in the Web Tour Championship. He also won the 2017 Emirates Australia Open last year. So Cameron Davis, even in this slightly strong field at 33 to 1, I think is a good play. Likewise, Demetrius Papadados, another young Australian professional that has shown sparks of real talent. He finished second last week at the Emirates Australian Open and had a win and two top fives on the Challenge Tour last season. At 33 to 1, Again, in the slightly stronger field, not ideal, but I'll take it. And moving on to my bomb pick, 
I'm going with Adam Bland at 80 to 1. I had Nick Cullen penciled in here, but just couldn't do it at the last second. There are a couple of other names to like here as well. Jared Felton or Austin Connolly, I believe, would also make fine picks. But I fell on Adam Bland, due mainly to his third place finish here last year. And Bland also had a few good finishes throughout 2018, even though he had a bunch of other missed cuts. So it's a gamble, but at 80 to 1, I'll take the gamble. And again, there are no top 10 wagers posted at this time, so I don't know what I'm going to do there. I will tweet those out if I make any of those bets. And as for a one-and-done pick, uh, if you didn't take Scrivener, I think Scrivener's pretty good here, but Herbert wouldn't be bad either, or Cameron Davis. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I I have some time before I pick a one-and-done here. So... Moving on to the 2019 Hero World Challenge, and we're going to Albany Golf Club in the Bahamas. The course at Albany is a part Lynx style, part desert style, Ernie L's design that will play as a 7,300 yard par 72 this week with five par fives, five par threes, and eight par fours. It's a bit unconventional and offers a variety of strategies when selecting players. The layout is defined by its length, its undulation, and the natural water and sand dunes that encroach throughout. However, the scores should be really low this week, with an aggregate winning total presumably around the 20 under range. When the wind picks up, it can cause problems here. So when picking players, keep an eye on the weather and tee times. And since the field is so small... I haven't really broken it out into uh, ranges. And I've just got four straight-up win bets. Two kind of from the top half and two kind of from the bottom half. And I'm taking Bryson DeChambeau at 10-1, to 1, John Rahm at 12-1, to 1, Xander Shoffley at 18-1, to 1, and Gary Woodland at 28-1. to 1. And my picks here could be described just as unconventional as the golf course. I realize that, but those are the picks I'm going with. And as for a one-and-done pick here, I have no idea. I might burn Xander Shoffley or Patrick Cantley this week. Who knows? I don't want to take a real big name. All right, that does it for kind of a speed round episode of Fantasy Golf Worldwide this week. I'll be back next week with episode 83 covering the QBE shootout and the South African Open. And I will just quickly review my picks for the 2019 Afrasia Bank Mauritius Open. I'm taking Thomas Aiken at 25 to 1, John Catlin at 66 to 1, Kim Koi Vu at 66 to 1, and Grant Forrest at 80 to 1. And for the 2019 Australian PGA Championship, I'm taking Lucas Herbert at 20 to 1, Cameron Davis at 33 to 1, Demetrius Papadados at 33 to 1, and Adam Bland at 80 to 1. 
and for the Hero World Challenge. I'm taking Bryson DeChambeau, 10 to 1. John Rahm, 12 to 1. Xander Shoffley, 18 to 1. And Gary Woodland at 28 to 1. Thank you very much for listening. And all we have to do now is get them in the gate.